Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser here along with a couple of friends. Today we have Kim Peverall representing the Peverall family. Kim, thanks for being here today. Great, thanks. Sorry Troy couldn't be here, but hey, I'm the next best. No, you. I, I, don't, I don't know if I put the word next in there, so we won't let Troy. <laughs> he won't listen, will he? Of course he will. <laughs> anyway, we also have a, a really special guest, uh, Mary Eileen Hahn. That's right. All right. I got it right. Excellent. And uh, Kim, I'm going to let you kind of talk a little bit about how you know Mary Eileen. And we're in this conversation about transitions and how there's so many different transitions that happen in life and things that happen in the midst of transitions. And we just want to be a voice of hope because we know a lot of people are going through different transitions. And so Kim, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Mary Eileen. So true. It's so much fun to have a friend and a colleague in the studio with us. And Mary Eileen um, came to, she's one of the wonderful counselors at Agape. Um, and she works out of our Shalote office. About a year and a half ago, she joined the practice, and we made an instant connection. And, um, you know, we kind of keep our ears to the ground when we're talking about where are we going with the Voice of Hope and the topics that we want to talk about. And um, recently, Mary Eileen and I were talking about a lot of transitions that have been occurring in her life, and she it's, it's very much on her heart. And I know that that's one of the things that she deals with a lot in her practice. She talks to a lot of people, but personally, she has a story about that too. So I thought she would just be a great, um, a great guest for us and maybe help us lay some groundwork for this broad topic, which I'm really excited because when I think about transitions, I think about change and that can look differently in so many ways. And so I'm excited that we can kind of, she can kind of help us kick that off. So Mary Eileen, thanks for being here. Um, thanks for all you do. And we, we look forward to hear kind of about you and your story. So tell everybody anything you want to tell them about you, your story, before we really start jumping into talking about transitions. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think um, the main thing to know is that this is a, a God calling, the work that I do. Um, I really struggled, you know, throughout like college and before, you know, what am I good at? I'm not good at math. I'm not good with my hands necessarily. And God said, it's you, it's you, you're the vessel, but I want to work through you. So the calling was in my middle 40s to enter into the field of mental health. I had my psychology degree upon graduating undergraduate, but I think God said, nah, I'm not going to use you yet because you need to grow a little bit in me. Um, so he gave me my psychology back. Um, I love relating with people. I love relationships and I love helping people be the best version of themselves. And so I'm considered a generalist in what I do. I've had training and across the board, but um, probably a generalist is the best way to describe me as a therapist. Um, so I've relocated here to North Carolina. So far, so good. So far, so good. You know, twist my arm. I, I live at the beach, right? And um, it's just a little bit warm. It's isn't just it? a little bit hot as I'm like sweating as we sit here in September. But Kim is my mentor on how That's to right. navigate. Oh, okay, this. So she, she knows how to do it. Pumpkins, put out pumpkins. Okay, and pumpkin spice, spice. latte. Chilled yes. pumpkin spice. I was going to say, let's not drink anything hot when yeah. we're hot, right? I know. That's <laughs> Crazy. what I'm learning. Yes, for sure. So, um, actually, I, I promised that um, I would follow God and honor my husband. And so, navigating south, my daughters led the way. Um, I have one daughter in Charleston, South Carolina, and one daughter in Columbia, South Carolina. Mm. So, we're in a nice little triangle as their lives grow and develop. 
I'll be right here. I would not want to be far away from them. That is fantastic. There are so many people that I know who who they have followed their adult kids south. Yeah. Just like you, what you said. Yeah. Not in the backyard, but we're within, you know, a couple hours of being able to reach each other. You can be there by lunch, right? There you go. Yes. That's yes, very good. Yes, yes. Very good. I love what you just said, Mary Elaine, something I just want to capture that for just a second before we jump into this. But you said that you, you had some plans, right? And mm-hmm. um, that you were, God said, you know, I want you to go into psychology and that sat well with you and you were headed in that direction. And then there was a change in that. And through that, he wanted you to grow in him and become that vessel. And I think that's why this topic is going to be so good because so many people who listen think, what do I have to offer? And there's, there's, that's just a, sometimes I think I, I deal with that in my own life. And I think that can be a lie that we have to, and we have to put down that because um, when God chooses to pour his love and his hope through us, um, it's really what, what do you have in your hands and what's useful? And so that's part of the hopeful message that we hope to bring through this broadcast. Love it. Love it. Lies, lies and truths. You know, what is the narrative that that we're listening to and that we're actually nurturing and maybe even um, fertilizing. And actually God has a different garden he wants us to be in, but we have to be looking for that, paying yeah. attention. So I would wonder, like, how did you personally step into that in, in, in those moments when it was time to, to actually make some steps towards what you knew God was leading you towards, even though it wasn't part of your plan? Like, how'd you do that? Yeah, well, now that you're mentioning that, it's kind of taking me back into um, a year when my husband lost his job, um, we were at like a financial crisis, um, and my husband said, well, why don't you go back to grad school? You've always wanted to, and I'm like, are you crazy? You just lost your job, We're gonna... but we just trusted. We trusted, and mm-hmm. from that moment, God opened up the doors, and there was just no stopping his plan. My husband was secure enough and trusted enough, and then he was the champion to encourage me on, which is one of the reasons why he's had been such a sacrificial husband when he wanted to move south, I God said, I want you to honor your husband. He's been sacrificing for you all these years, mm. and trust me. So when people ask what brought you down here, I say to honor my husband and to honor God. Mm. And trust is right at the center of all yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that was a crisis. That mm-hmm. was a change for us that we did not anticipate. Some changes in life, you do have some sort of indication that something is coming, but this one, not so much. So we had to decide how to respond. And one of my... Um, kind of uh, um, statements of life mottos is, if this is your reality, what's possible? And I try to bring that out um, in the, um, the counseling room too. If this is your reality, let's, let's own it. But what's possible? There's always something possible. Oh, that is so good right Isn't there. Isn't that good? I'm stealing. Can I steal that? Absolutely. Can I use that? I I'll give you credit. Somewhere on the highways and byways of life. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. Isn't that true for everything? It's so true. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Okay, so so obviously you deal with a lot of people who are in the middle of transition and change. So what are some of the pivotal changes that you see people going through? I mean, anything that you feel comfortable sharing? Um, yeah, just so absolutely. we kind of set, set the stage for what are all these Sure. changes and transitions that we all have to deal with. Yeah. And I, um, as I said before, I'm not good in math. I'm a words girl, but I have a, an equation, but it's a words equation. And the equation is change equals loss equals grief. So you put a little equal sign in there and that's about as mathematical as I'm going to get on you here. Right? So change, change can be positive and it can be negative, positive. Win the lottery. Whoa. Woo, woo. Let's go. Right. Change, negative, husband losing job, um, those kinds of things. Something is different, so therefore there's loss. So change, positive or negative, equals loss because something is different. 
and so equals grief. We have to grieve. What's changed? What is different? And do we need to grieve? Not grieve to go into sadness necessarily, but to grieve to move forward. So a lot of times we have to identify, what is it that I'm grieving? So in that example of, say, winning the lottery, maybe the loss is anonymity <laughs> or people, you know, wanting something from you all the time, right? So maybe you're grieving kind of like trust of relationship. That's kind of a, an out there example, but it, it, it works, right? Um, change positive, moving down here to the beach. Who wouldn't like that? Well, for me, there were some negatives with that. I had to recognize the losses of um, dear friends and family and church connections that I, all my life, right? Um, so there was loss. There's had to grieve that, not to grieve to stay stuck, but to say, okay, what's next? If this is my reality, what's possible? Um, and so that equation of change equals loss equals grief, I think it provides a bit of a pathway for people to understand, well, what do I do with this? And in the conversation, be it with your friend or with a coach or a therapist, identify what is it that you are grieving. Identify what the loss is. And remember when we were in school and we would go on field trips and you would have to get your mom to sign a permission slip. Sign the waiver. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I give Joey permission to go to the zoo, right? So that is another straight. Write yourself a permission slip, literally. I write myself a permission slip on this day to cry. I write myself, a, I write myself permission to, to grieve. Or I write myself permission to let go of. Um, so, yeah, change equals loss equals grief. Kind of a, a words equation there. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of reminds me of a... Um, I was listening to a kind of like a podcast. Um, it's an app that Troy and I listen to in the morning and in the evening, and it's it's wonderful. It's um, it kind of helps you go deeper with mm. Jesus and some of the things. But one of the one of the uh, episodes that we were listening to is talking just about what you're talking about, which is it's it's important that when we have and you know not to make this sound too psychological, but when we have emotions, they mm. they have importance too. There's value to them, and it's important that we name them. Yes. And what you're talking about, so let's important. you know, let's figure out. Okay, I'm angry. Mm. Um, we don't want to stay there. We want to give that over to the Lord for his healing, for sure. And that ultimately is what's going to bring us the joy and is going to restore us. But it's important in the, in the moment to, as you say, give yourself permission, write yourself a permission slip to say, um, it's okay. It's okay that I'm angry. And let's, you know, let's talk through it. I, I was just going to ask you, why do you think it's harder for some people to change, to transition than others? Yeah, good question. I think um, one of the things we try to just like think about keeping your body healthy. One of the things, um, you know, cardio and strength, but how about flexibility, right? Isn't that the, the three things about, you know, being physically healthy? How about thinking psychologically flexibly? And when someone can coach you as to how to maybe stand in a different place to have a different vantage, oh, I see it differently from this vantage point. That's an example or a manifestation of thinking flexibly. If it's harder to accept change when you're so rigid in your thinking and it's like only one outcome can be good for me. Only one resolution can be good for me. Or another thing that I like to identify, and I actually walked this uh, process too, um, three elements of what makes it hard or easier to accept change. Um, am I protesting? Am I protesting the change? Am I accepting the change? And even further, 
what can I embrace with the change? My prayer when we first moved down here was, okay, dear Lord, please help me accept this. Please help me accept. Then he's like, okay, how about a little more than that? And then he said, how about you look for what you can embrace? And wow, that was like a a paradigm shift. And I kind of like went up a level. So I oftentimes will, um, uh, even with myself or with others, clients, friends, whatever, say, sounds like you're really protesting. And when you think about the like the, the body position, your emotional state, when you're in protestation oh, yeah. mode, That's, you are shut down. Mm-hmm. And you cannot even hear another perspective, right? I mean, mm. So protest, accept, and how about embrace? So just be, and, I, and my clients hear me use this phrase a lot, just be compassionately curious with yourself. Hmm, what is that anger about? What is it trying to tell you? Um, you're protesting. Can you, you know, what what is that about? And not not put a judgment on yourself, right? As to, I shouldn't be angry. Like, you know, I shouldn't, my husband moved me down here. It's really beautiful. I shouldn't. Well, wait a minute. Well, let's just be curious about why you're a little angsting and practice that compassionate curiosity with yourself so that you can maybe see a little bit and kind of, you know, open up the blinders, so to speak. Yeah, so good. I also think it's really interesting that you mentioned that, that there's even loss when the change is good. Correct. And I just, I don't think that way ever. Like I think when there's, yeah. there's a good positive change, I don't acknowledge that there's some kind of a loss with it. And that's probably something that I need to pay attention to. Well, we got a lot more to talk about. We'll be back in just a moment on A Voice of Hope. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope. We love that you're sharing a few minutes with us this morning. A Voice of Hope is a listener supported nonprofit podcast ministry to encourage a hopeful voice in our listeners. And let's face it, the headlines of today are pretty grim and less than hopeful. Through this ministry, we encourage you to share your stories of hope to inspire others. That's it. That's what we're all about. In an easy, open conversation between our two co-hosts, Chris Sasser and Troy Peverall, along with their guests, we hope to help change the narrative of the world culture through inspiring talks with people just like you. Because we all have a story and we want to encourage yours. So check us out on the web at avoiceofhope.me. That's avoiceofhope.me. Here you can send us an email, share your story, and find a secure place to give so that we can continue to encourage the voice in others. And one more thing, thanks for listening and sharing the podcast with your friends. This helps us too. And we hope that you found a hopeful message for helpful living. Well, hello and welcome back to A Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser along with Kim Peverall and Mary Eileen Hahn. And we're talking about just transitions of life and good and healthy ways to be able to deal with those transitions. Mary Eileen, you know, a lot of people go through specific transitions. What are some of the kind of most, I guess, common ones that you you see people, the pivotal changes in life that folks have to, to deal with and we all ought to think about? Yeah, and I think once we recognize that changes, pivotal changes occur, occur across the lifespan to us and to those around us, right? So a lot of times you're in community or in, you're in relationship with someone who's going through some of these pivotal changes. Um, and they can include things like moving. We've talked about my um, relocation down to North Carolina here. Empty nest, when you've poured as a mom and or a dad, you've poured your heart into these little um, little 
guys and girls, and um, they start to move on. A funny little story, when my youngest daughter was ready to go to kindergarten, that morning we had gone, I'd gone to exercise class, and it was time, and I knew when the cool down music was on, I already started to get tearful. I'm driving home, she's in the back seat in her car seat, looking at me in the mirror. I'm crying, I'm already grieving this sense, right? And she, out of her wisdom, says, Mommy, I just need to move on to more grown-up things. No way. <laughs> and yeah, that was her wisdom. Wow. So empty nesting, death of a loved one, right? Death around us. Divorce is a, obviously a very difficult negative change. Things that change in our health, okay, uh, when there's a diagnosis or even just the aging process for sure. Um, and any kind of thing that maybe is happening, uh, like your favorite store, closes down. There's a change. I mean, change happens all the time. And, you know, the sunrise, I was walking on the beach this morning, thank you, God. Um, and I just am so captivated by the sunrise, but no sunrise is exactly the same. They're all like beautiful, but they're all unique and different, right? And it said, no man can ever step into the same river twice. Change is always, always it's just an energy around us. So to expect that things are not going to change is really setting yourself up mm. for struggle. So sometimes we have to at least have the bandwidth to say, there's always, always something new, right? Um, sometimes I call it a multi-car pileup where there's change upon change upon change, right? Um, things that people don't see coming. That can be very traumatic, okay? That can be very distressing. And often people get completely overwhelmed by a multi-car pileup, I'll say. Like, you know, uh, my parents actually died within 30 days of each other mm. to the day. And then my mother-in-law and then other. And so that's an example of a multi-car pilot. Did we expect all that all at once? It'd been nice if it had been spread out over 10 years, maybe. Um, but, you know, things can happen very close in time with each other. So those are just some examples of pivotal changes that occur. Mm. So talk a little bit about the difference between how we react when uh, we see change coming versus there's sudden change that we didn't see coming. Mm, very good. Right? Yeah. We can um, say, oh, I can prepare for that, right? And we have our resources together. And even that preparation, sometimes that's difficult too when the change you were anticipating, uh, you weren't able to handle it um, the way you had prepared for. And then a person can get very down on themselves thinking, oh, I thought I had it all together, but I wasn't expecting this, right? And then there's those changes that you don't expect that just really become, and sometimes they can have a traumatic element to them. Um, and so navigating through uh, a trauma is very, very hard. Um, so how that can manifest with folks, oftentimes there can be a combination of anxiety, depression. Um, and so I think the task there is to just recognize, okay, I might need to really take a good hard look and, and find out what I need to do to be healthy mentally, psychologically, spiritually. Um, so depression oftentimes is looking backwards and dragging that which was in the past, be it good or bad, into the present moment. And it destroys kind of like your peace and your connection into the present moment. Anxiety, I always say, is going too much forward. Oh my gosh, we, you know, this has happened. And, you know, if it's say a financial challenge, how am I going to um, afford a nursing home? Maybe, and you're only 40 years old, right? So anxiety is going time traveling, going into mm -hmm. the future, yeah. pulling it into your present moment, and it's destroying your peace and perhaps even your rational mind. Um, and so, the challenge there is to say, okay, how can I reclaim 
the present moment. So mindfulness thinking and grounding yourself, just some tools that might help to deal with the distress of that. So mm. oftentimes I'm curious as to, wow, what is the, uh, the manifestation of the adjustment to the change? Is it more depression and feeling helpless, feeling hopeless, or is it fear and something that's actually way out in the future and it's kind of sabotaging or kidnapping a person's sense of self and hope um, and their sense of um, agency, if mm -hmm. you will, yeah. that often can be the case. Kim, I can see why you guys wanted to, to grab her. Yeah, <laughs> right? Sure like I'm sitting here yeah, and I'm right. thinking, wow, I think, I think you're talking to me. Mm -hmm. like it's, and I'm talking know, to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think I shared before we, we came on air that one of the seasons that we're, we're currently walking mm -hmm. through are aging parents. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the most difficult season oh. we've ever been. We've been married for 37 years. And, and so we are, we're trying to navigate that and what we thought would be is not. Right. And um, how we thought we would be, mm. we are not. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it puts stress on our, our marriage. It puts, it stresses our family life. And so we're always having to, okay, so, it, so, on a, on a recent retreat, well, it was a recent vacation. We, um, we were praying into this and, mm. um, one of the takeaways that we had, I think Troy shared this on a previous episode, but it was the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. And so we always come back with something like that. And we try to make that our sort of our mantra, our motto over the year, but how quickly that became a past thought like we've been back for just a couple of weeks and we entered right back into this very difficult season this transitional it's a it's an ongoing a very present thing and so um what would you say to somebody like that like this is not like sometimes change is quick and sometimes change is long and it, it spans over time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you have to live in it and through right. it. Exactly. It before you get it. to it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I think it's important, as you were giving example to, is to know what are my truth handles, okay? And when we start to lose our way, maybe you guys came away from that vacation retreat-ish time and thought, okay, we got this, right? And then life begins to be um, demanding of you and your energies are depleted. And you have to kind of recommit every day to wait a minute, wait a minute, what are my truth handles? What are my grounding um, practices and my grounding truths? Um, and oftentimes for those of us who rely on the faith, our scriptures, right? Mm -hmm. And decide, okay, where is it that I'm placing my trust? And oh my gosh, I just, I veered away from right. kind of trusting God, and I started to take control of things. Let me get back on the highway exactly. here where he is um, and where he's leading me. Um, and and to just recognize that, um, yeah, it's not necessarily what you had planned, um, but can you release that? I often, with clients, will um, use uh, the hand that I'm holding up right here, and in the palm of your hand, those are the things that you have influence and um uh, um, opportunity to, to, to do, right? Things that are outside along in the fingers are things that you have no influence or control. Control is the other thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are the things that you oftentimes have to release. Um, and you got to find a figure out a way you write them down and you, you know, you say these, I'm turning over to God or wow, I wasn't expecting this God, but I trust you. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so finding those truth handles and those grounding truths that in the storm, we have to figure out what we're oriented to and, you know, where it is that we're looking and what is my orientation 
Um, and how do I reorient myself when I'm starting to lose my way? Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I think I mentioned, I mentioned a little while ago that we, we are, we're doing the app every day. And um, that, that's sort of a, it's sort of a grounding for us mm-hmm. and sets the, sets the tone for the day. And so then we, we go off and we jump back into our life and we're walking through and we're doing, you know, and, and sometimes by the end of the day, we're coming back and we're saying, wow, where did all that go this morning? You know, it quickly, I quickly I got overtaken again by the task, the details, the moments of the day and how quickly I forgot that. And other times we can come back and we can find that, no, you know, it's good. It's good to say, all right, thanks for the day. There's, there's just one thing, you know, if you can find one thing that you're grateful for, that's a win, you know, and I think that that restores hope for me for the next day. It's always, I also told my father-in-law this week, I said, you know what, today's gone. Like today's Mm going to be gone tomorrow. And so tomorrow we're going to look at tomorrow and we're not going to remember today because everybody has a bad day. And, you know, it's reminding me of the devotional by Paul David Tripp, New Mercies Every Morning. And so why not receive and grant yourself that same mercy, right? And as we've been talking about change, I'm thinking about, you know, um, the good news is Jesus is the same yesterday, today, Mm -hmm. and he will be tomorrow. That's right. So those kind of grounding truths. Yeah, that is so good. Well, Mary Ellen, thank you for your wisdom. And we're going to keep having this conversation Next time, Kim, thanks for, for being here. Yeah, and um, if anyone wants to get more information about the ministry, you can go to a voiceofhope.me. You can also make a donation there. You can ask questions there. You can just engage in what God's doing in the midst of the ministry there. So thanks for uh, being here, and we'll talk to you next time on A Voice of Hope. <laughs>